Welcome back to the Author Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, international best-selling indie author, Carissa Andrews, and CEO of Author Revolution, the indie author source for all things rapid releasing. But first, a word about our sponsor. Making plans to kick off your author revolution in 2021 can feel a little bit daunting, especially when you're first getting started. And even more so if organization really isn't your jam. Or let's face it, maybe you've just got too much to do because you have all those kids doing distance learning from home. Oh, trust me, I feel ya. <laughs> well, you don't need to put off your writing career for another year. Instead, I've got you covered with the Author Revolution 2021 Quick Start Publishing Kit. In it, you'll get clear on your book launches, daily writing goals, and so much more with the PDF downloadables, swipe files, and other digital materials that I've built exclusively to get you up and moving fast. I want 2021 to be as successful as possible for you, and that's why I'm offering this kit for just $27. So head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash quick start to check it out and get signed up today. All right, I don't know about you, but I am extremely grateful to be an author in the current economic climate. Knowing I have a career that I can do from the comfort of my own home has been incredibly important, but especially this year. With social distancing measures in place and all the business closings, being able to rely on my own imagination and business sense has proven truly invaluable. However, I don't know about you, but having kids at home and distance learning is not totally conducive to productivity, or as it turns out, learning. We've made it through another full week of having all four kids home, and I can say with certainty that kindergartners are not distance learning material. Not that that's earth-shattering news by any means, but you kind of get the point. The one thing I've also learned about myself during this experience is that I actually really enjoy the ability to deep dive and focus in on a project, whether it be my writing, coaching, podcasting, or creating my courses. But when you're constantly interrupted or having to help a kid stay focused, it is insanity inducing. Thank goodness for Colin, or I would be 100% drooling in a corner, chewing on my hair. No joke. I don't know how kindergarten teachers do it. As much as I love teaching, and I really, really do, that is one profession I would not want to take on. Not even in the slightest. So Mrs. Neva, my hat is off to you as you try to wrangle this class of 30-some-odd kindergartners in Google Classroom Meets three times a day. I am fairly certain you're a saint. (laughs) Now moving on, as a quick status update, I did promise you guys that I would make some progress on my NaNoWriteMo project, which was Amends, book two of the Diana Hawthorne series. And now, well, I can't say I managed the full 4,000 words. I have managed to get down about 2,000, so I feel pretty good about that. It's not 100%, but hopefully you guys are doing a better job getting your projects completed than I am. Now, like I said in the last episode, while I might not be getting all the words down this month as I kind of sort of plan to, I know come December I will be in full swing. I really don't have any choice in the matter because amends is due to the editor January 1st, like I said. So come hell or high water, these words are going to start coming out very soon. My plan right now is with Thanksgiving coming up, I am taking Thursday through Sunday off of this week. Right now it is Tuesday at the time of the recording of this podcast episode. 
The only thing I plan on doing during this time frame, and my PA Jenny laughs at me every time I try to tell her this, she doesn't believe I'm going to do it, but I am going to be taking time off to hang out with my immediate family, cooking my Thanksgiving meal on Sunday, and yes, writing in amends. And by the way, yes, we are celebrating on Sunday because my two oldest kids are at their dad's house this week. But that's okay. As it turns out, it gives Colin a couple of extra days to make our dining room table since he has moved on from our office to fixing up that room. So I'm looking forward to actually having a dining room table again. It'll be so much better than sitting on the couch or up at a really kind of crammed counter space with all of these kids. Because let me tell you, Kylan, the five-year-old, almost six-year-old, it's not a good situation. And by the way, Speaking of this crazy moving project, for those of you who listened to last week's podcast episode and wondered what in the heck was up with my sound, I have to say, wow. Recording in a mostly empty room does not sound as cool on the mic as it does when you belt out Christmas carols. (laughs) So I am kind of sorry about that whole uh, sound quality situation. Hopefully, though, it will continue to improve as we get more stuff in our office to dampen the sound a bit. All right. So moving on from my lackluster NaNoWriteMo progress and the crazy sound fiasco. Wow. Talk about a weird week and a weird podcast episode. This week, I do want to talk to you about getting a plan put together for 2021. Now, you might remember a couple of weeks ago in episode 54, to be exact, I talked about creating a vacation plan. But now I want to open the discussion just a little bit further and talk about creating a 2021 publishing plan. Now, all too often, we tend to let our writing process dictate our publishing plan rather than the other way around. (laughs) Now, while we might feel more comfortable doing it that way, it really is more of a pathway to procrastination. There, I, I said it. I had to put it out there. I mean, after all, work expands to fill the time available for its completion. And when the completion date is an open-ended question mark, well, you probably get the point. So I want to talk about my process for getting organized with my publishing schedule as I head into the new year in the hopes that it will shed some light for you and give you maybe a little bit of inspiration for getting your own plan started today. Now, the way I view indie publishing is really by breaking it down into four separate pillars. I like to think about it in the planning, writing and editing, publishing, and promoting phases, or those are the the four pillars, planning, writing, publishing, promoting. And for those of you who do end up joining me on my digital course rapid release roadmap in 2021, you'll see this trend continue into the way that I teach that course as well. Now, when I'm sitting down to make a plan for the year, obviously that's the planning phase, but it starts with that plan. I need to know the who, the what, the where, why, when, all of that. And I start first by asking myself, well, how many books do I really want to publish? Just for that year, obviously. Over the years, I found that for me and for most of my students, four books a year is a solid plan. It's not too crazy of a number, and in my experience, it's totally doable, even if you have a side job or another job that you are working while your backlist is growing. Once I know the number of books I want to release, I decide on my release plan. So for me, that typically comes about in one of two ways. I either launch one book per quarter, 
Or I save them up and launch them all one after the other in a four week apart rapid release, something I call the four all around release strategy. And that's obviously what I have done for the Windhaven Witches, if you've been listening and paying attention to some of the podcast episodes in the past. But for 2021, I'm going to be doing the one a quarter release strategy. Now, how you release your books will depend on the way you operate and, of course, your marketing budget. Sometimes it's really helpful to release a book get a month or two of your royalties back from Amazon, and then release another one to do the same thing over again. You do you, but test out the different strategies so that you know which one does work best for you, if you obviously haven't experimented just yet. Now, I like to create what I call my quarterly plan when I'm organizing my year. And what that means is that I take a look at each of the four quarters so that I can get myself focused and on track if my goals start to slip a bit. It's kind of like a year-end refocus, but this way I'm able to kind of take a look at all four quarters, and at the end of each quarter, I go back to review my goals and decide whether or not I've accomplished what I set out to for that time frame. Plus, it's also a really good way to be able to remind myself when I get to the end of that quarter, all of the things I did accomplish. I tend to be one of those high achievers that once I've finished something and it's come to fruition, I move on to the next thing and I don't take a whole lot of time to stop and think back on and reflect on the things that I've, I've done well or the things that I've accomplished. And I think having that quarterly review makes me stop and examine all of those pieces one more time. All right. Now, when I know how I plan to release those books, I work backward from that date to determine other important dates because obviously that's another important piece of the plan. So things that I like to organize are things like the date that the manuscript needs to go to the editor, when I'm going to need the cover by, am I going to do a cover reveal or a blog tour? When is the layout going to need to be done? Do I send it to the ARC readers at a certain time? When do final files need to be uploaded into Amazon? There's obviously a lot of moving parts, so having a handy sheet that helps me keep track of the repeatable book processes in one nice, neat place is super helpful for me. I also put the most important dates, the ones I really don't want to forget, on my desk or wall calendar as well. That way it gives me that quick visual, or in some strange cases when Jenny will uh, text me out of the blue and just say, hey, when are we doing a 99 cent deal on Secret Legacy, for example, all I have to do is flick my eyes over to the calendar and I can tell her very quickly. Okay, so that's the plan phase. But once I get to the writing phase, I need to have a, something in place in order to know that I am on the right track and that I'm getting things organized properly. Now, one of the things that I like to do is use Scrivener and use their project tracking tool that's right there inside Scrivener. I plug in my deadline date, I plug in the word count goal that I plan to try to get to and let it do its thing. However, I know there are a lot of you who like to keep track in a more granular level when it comes to your word count goals. So if Scrivener's tool isn't adequate enough for you, I do have a couple of tools that you might want to try out. Now, the first one being Story Origin. They have a new goal tracker on their site that many authors are really raving about. I haven't used it just yet, but it will be uh, next on my list of things to try out. So if you use Story Origin for your newsletter swaps or your giveaways or anything like that, 
make sure to check out what their new goal tracker looks like. You might find that it's actually a great tool for you. Now, one that I've been testing out lately, though, is called WordKeeper app. And I've been using it really just to kind of give myself a quick and easy sprint tracker. So you can add in, you know, all of your word counts and it keeps track of the days that you write, the amount of words that you've written, what your average daily word count goals are, all of those things. And and even like how many words you typically will write in a writing session, it starts to keep track of all of that as well. But what's nice is you can keep track of your planning phase, you can keep track of your writing phase, you can keep track of your editing phase and how much time you're putting into each of those if you use the time tracker part of it. And that's actually really neat too if you're trying to run a sprint, a writing sprint or an editing sprint or anything like that. All of those things are really helpful to be able to just see how much time it's taking you to do certain aspects of your writing. It's really super, super fantastic that way. If you're a spreadsheet fan, inside my 2021 Author Revolution Quick Start Kit, we have a Google Spreadsheet Tracker that was modified from RJ Blaine's original 24 book tracker. And because obviously 24 books is a bit robust for the majority of us, it's kind of overkill. I reduced it a little bit and modified it so that it's only down to four books that you're tracking each year. And I love the concept of the way that she designed it so much that I kept a lot of what she had done already, and I think it was a great place to springboard from. So that's why I have included it into the kit. However, if you do purchase the kit and like it, I would really love to see you throw RJ a little bit of love by purchasing some of her books, and there are links inside the tracker to do that. One of the areas I've struggled with in the past was staying on track with any kind of budget for my books. Just like writing and publishing, you're most effective when you have goals to target. Now, this includes knowing how much you have to spend on things like your cover and editing and most of all marketing. It's super easy to either spend no money at all, because let's face it, in the beginning, that's really all we can afford, or to throw money at things and never know whether or not those dollars were spent effectively. Now, I have a budget sheet that I use to keep track of all the things that I am spending on a particular book. And that way I know what I'm willing to spend for a book's launch. And I also know whether or not I have the additional funds to be able to send over to the next book's launch. So in that sheet, I really try to keep track of all the little things that are going on. And it helps me to make more effective decisions going into the next book and then the next one and the next one after that. And it's super important to be able to go back and just keep a close eye on all the things that you're spending money on when it comes to your books. You'd be surprised just how much it can really add up, especially when you are getting a big backlist behind you. This year, in addition to upping my ad spend, I've also kind of gotten smarter at my marketing efforts, and I'd like to thank Stephen Gordon for that. But gone are the days of running ads, sending people to my books, and hoping that someday they'll either buy another one or end up on my mailing list. Instead, like I said, I've been working with Stephen Gordon, you know, the the email marketing guru behind email marketing superstars, to make some very deliberate funnels for onboarding readers. So not only am I pulling people over to my email list, but I'm nurturing them through a specific sequence that guides them through the process of reading, reviewing, and moving on to the next book in the series. 
Now, ideally, the thought process here is that while this automation engine runs in the background, reviews and sales will continue on without as much promotion and ad spend necessary. And we can all benefit from a little bit of that, right? I mean, more sales without having to spend a whole lot more money? Yes, please, sign me up. <laughs> all right, now when it does come to publishing though, I do have specific checklists that I keep near me at all times because I'd like to know, okay, are there any steps that I don't want to miss? If you've gone through the process of this, either create your own checklists or have something that will guide you through the process from start to finish so that you're not always having to repeat, learn how everything works, especially if there is a gap between when you publish one book to when you publish another one, whether that be that quarterly timeframe or from year to year. Because let's face it, if you're not repeating a process in a quick fashion, it doesn't get as ingrained into our rituals and our routine. So it's harder to remember what we have to remember. <laughs> Does that make sense? Okay, so we're coming up on the end of this podcast episode, but I really do want to bring things back around to a focus of gratitude. Things might be hard as we juggle our new norms. We might have to get used to working more with kids at home or having kids that need to be refocused. But we as authors are in a very unique position to do some incredible things in the coming years. Think about it. If things continue the way they're going, with the virus causing most of us to work from home and kids to be away from school, at least we still can be producing things that have an evergreen shelf life. Unless, of course, you're writing a book that is bound to current affairs, it won't matter when a reader gets hold of your book. What matters is that they read, love, and maybe review it whenever they find it. And that's where that funnel really comes into play, and it's really important. But if we use our time wisely now during this crazy era, this could translate into a fantastic situation that allows us to get our back catalog up and establish our base of readers. So imagine for a moment that we're now at the end of 2021 and gearing up for 2022. How will you feel knowing you were able to plan out and write and launch four books in the past 12 months? You now have four new titles that readers are consuming and it's bringing in passive income that helps support your family, regardless of what's happening in the outside world. That's pretty powerful stuff. That's really the reason why I designed the 2021 Author Revolution Publishing Quick Start Kit. I wanted to give you guys some tools that you can use right now, today, to start mapping out and planning your 2021 so that you can get some quick wins while making huge strides on your author journey. The kit has tons of goodies in there that I personally use, but the biggest win, at least in my eyes, is that Author Revolution Quick Start email marketing funnel. It's crazy, but you can implement it right away. And as long as you have a lead magnet or a book that's ready to go, you're golden. Now, don't be like me and wait until you've been at this for years before implementing a good author marketing email funnel. Truly, I've had my email list for years and years, and I've never had as fantastic of an email funnel as I'm setting up right now. The value in a good relationship with your readers is more sales and more people on your list who you can actually call friends. So what's better than that? Now, if you are interested in knocking 2021 out of the park and getting a head start on Rapid Release Roadmap, I encourage you to check out the kit. 
It's just $27 and has all the downloadable PDFs and digital tools ready for you. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash quick start to get signed up. I will also mention that if you're planning on joining Rapid Release Roadmap in January, snagging this kit will put you a step ahead and give you a competitive edge, if of course you're into that sort of thing. Whether you check out the kit or not though, and whether you join Rapid Release Roadmap or not, I want you to know that I'm here to support you 100% on your author revolution. I truly believe that we are called to authorhood for a reason, and we have stories inside of us that we need to tell and readers who are meant to experience them. So as we end this episode, I want you to know that I am so grateful for you being here, for listening and supporting this podcast, and for doing all you can to make an author career and life you love. You are going to do great things, my friend. I can feel it. I wish you a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving in this crazy year we know as 2020. As always, you can find more about today's show in the show notes at authorrevolution.org forward slash 56. All right, my writerly friend, I want you to go forth and start that author revolution. This podcast episode has been brought to you by four amazing people, Daphne Garrison, Tammy Tyree, Quinn Ward, and Scarlett Braden, who are Author Revolution Podcast Patreon supporters. If you'd like to learn more about becoming a patron, head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon to find out what the awesome membership levels are and what you end up getting. The Author Revolution Podcast is here to provide tips, tricks, and tools for embracing a prolific author mindset and making your dreams of becoming a full-time author a reality. In order to continue providing the quality content you've come to know and love, I would appreciate your support. As a one-woman show, the podcast takes a lot of time away from other tasks, like writing. (laughs) Plus, your support also makes this mompreneur's heart smile. Head over to authorrevolution.org forward slash Patreon.